0: Welcome to Tasted and Seen episode Trace with our guest interview number two, not number three, like Lauren said last time. Number two.
1: I was wondering if you were gonna say three in Spanish, like you started out. as a kid. is he gonna is he gonna keep this theme going?
0: I might eventually when I can't count that high.
1: <laughs> once we get past to ten, it's gonna be. We're back going to back English. to
0: English. <laughs> number eleven will be eleven, not once, right? Eleven.
1: Um, like Tristan said, we have... Wait, did you say Zoe's name? Nope. Okay. Didn't. Oh, I get to introduce our guest today. Um, we have Zoe Sailor with us. I have known of Zoe for a long time because we went to the same camp, but I was really shy, believe it or not, when I was that age. So there was no like interaction. Um, but if you guys were listening to episode one, then you knew that I spent some time in Sheridan, Wyoming and Zoe was a familiar face at the very least, and I remember when I first got there, she invited me to Bible study, and I was still pretty shy. I showed up a whole one time.
2: <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> because, true.
1: <laughs> I was like, Saturday mornings, that's when I sleep in.
0: <laughs> Lauren's not a morning person <laughs> no. at all. No. Actually, her, our whole family is not morning people. I can call my nine-year-old great-grandma right, like, at... 11 o'clock at night and she'll pick up the phone
1: night owls yes they're the best that's how you do it all the family um but like i said i went to her bible study and just the way that she led um and the way that she leads in her job and the people around her like her reputation speaks for herself so i don't know her that well but i'm very excited to hear what she has to share with us because i know that she has a heart that seeks the lord and i know that she um you can tell that she spends time in his presence just by the way that she lives and and the gentleness of her spirit that she has. So welcome, Zoe.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun to be here with you guys and, and get to know you guys more just being here with you. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah, well, I'd love to share a little bit about myself. My name is Zoe. I um, am a minister through the Volunteers of America Northern Rockies. I um, run a group home there, and so I'm a social worker live in Sheridan. I have a dog. No kids, but my dog is my kids, so that's great. And why do
0: you have a dog? Share a little bit about that.
2: <laughs> why Why wouldn't How I have a dog? Mean? What do you mean? <laughs> but
0: your family has lots of dogs. Yes,
2: that's true. My mom, my mom <laughs> loves dogs, and there are two litters of puppies at our house right now, so dogs exist in our family.
0: Lots yes. of dogs.
2: So many dogs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but it's great. Um, yeah, so I grew up in the church. Um, Ever since I was little, I remember going to church um, with my family. We were super involved with Awanas, actually back in Minot where I grew up and um, loved being a part of that, loved being a part of youth group. Um, All of my family is in Minot, except for my parents and my siblings. So uh, we moved away in about 2012 and we actually moved to Spearfish and it was kind of a crazy ride. I was an angsty teenager wanted nothing to do with moving away from everything that I've always known. Um, All my friends, all my family were there, and so it was kind of terrifying. My whole family had made a trip to Spearfish without me, actually, for a wrestling tournament. They left me behind. That was so nice of them. (laughs) I know, seriously. Still mad to this day. (laughs) So they all came down to Spearfish without me for a wrestling tournament, and my mom just really felt the Lord calling her to move down here. And so uh, they started looking into it, looked into the schools, kind Of had housing lined up, and they had a list of churches they wanted to try, and that was about it. And so we moved down here. Um, I had my two brothers living with us at the time, and a lot of dogs back then do actually. <laughs> I, I think we had maybe three dogs with us when we moved down here, and uh, nothing turned out to be what we expected it to be. The house fell through that we were supposed to live in, and so for the first few months in Spearfish we actually lived in our RV in the city park and um, man does that really grow you as a family like we all lived in there with my brothers all the dogs and, um, so
0: how did you like that? Cause like your oh. dad, when he shares that t- story, he's like, it was actually, he, he loved it because it, <laughs> it changed his life for the good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Very different perspectives <laughs> on that. <laughs> I, like looking back, I see how God moved all of these pieces together and it makes sense now, like everything lined up the way that it was supposed to be, but that was so hard. Um, moving away from everything and then you're trying to like get to know new kids in school and you're like, yeah, come visit me in the city park where I live in RV with my family like, and, dogs. and dogs so yeah a little bit different perspective I do remember like my brothers and I would walk to the library and go hang out at the library for a little bit but I wanted nothing to do with my family I wanted nothing to do with the move but looking back it's just really cool to see everything. Um, so they had a list of churches to try and we had went to one or two churches and then we ended up walking into the high school uh, for a church service with North Point way back when, when we were still meeting in the high school. And um, yeah, it was more so my parents at that time that really felt called to be there um like I said as a kid I wanted nothing to do with it but um it was super cool got plugged in with that and that's kind of where everything started to make sense I mean my mom really wanted to start in Juana's. that's what she felt called to do and so they did that and uh, just really got plugged in with the church I remember like <clears throat> growing up I was always a part of the church went to youth group all those things it was great and then we moved here and there wasn't really much for kids or anything to be involved in and I just remember feeling like so forced almost to have to be a part of those things and it was almost like it was on me to get kids to come to youth group and it was on me to like be the person who shows up constantly and I think that really wore on me and I wanted to be with my friends at their youth group because they're having a lot of fun and then at youth group I was like it's just me and my brothers and his friends (laughs) that was not fun for me um so it wasn't ever anything like super personal for me growing up Um, But I still stayed with the church uh, pretty closely and then I remember when the church was planted in Sheridan when um, everybody moved over there to plant the church and my dad and I had made a few trips over to Sheridan to go help with house projects or just help kind of promote the church over there. And I fell in love with Sheridan. Um, I don't know what it was. Probably just the mountains, honestly, like, They're just so beautiful. It is beautiful. so pretty.
1: And, I could not believe it. Like, I'd go grocery shopping and walk out of Walmart and be like, I'm looking at mountains right now. Yeah. This is insane. It's, it's a incredible. viewpoint from not- Scottsbluff,
0: Nebraska. <laughs> we get at least the monument. It's not
1: a sand hill. It's not
0: a sand it's What is rock. that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Growing up in North Dakota, it was the same thing. I like the earth was flat to me (laughs) when I lived in North Dakota. There's nothing there. Cornfields, like that's about it. (laughs) Similar. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I I don't know. I just really fell in love with the area in Sheridan. Like I said, my dad and I had made a few trips over there. And so time came. I was in high school and had to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I knew I wanted to move. I really wanted out of here to kind of just go and experience life on my own, and so I applied for one college, and that was Sheridan College, which at the time it was easy to get in, so that made sense. It was pretty easy choice. So I moved over there, um, already had some friends who had moved over there and were plugged in with the college ministry there, and so I knew that I had a good landing place to go. Obviously, I had uh, you know family friends there, and just kind of felt comfortable with that move, and so. Again, my faith wasn't really my own at that time. I, I just, I, it's been kind of a habit to like go to church and go to youth group and do all these things that I was just part of my life growing up, um, but not anything that I had really chosen for myself. And so the same thing, Moved to college is like, okay, Sundays we go to church, we go to college ministry. Like, that's just what you do. And yeah. so that's, that's where I was and, and that was what I was doing. Um, and then kind of got through that season, two years at Sheridan College, getting my human services degree, and I was like, cool, this is it, like, I'm done with college, I'm gonna work an entry-level position, and I don't really care what I do, like that's all I wanted to do. And God just put this really incredible human in my life. Um, he was my trio mentor at the college and he is a Christian man. And he just really poured into me. Like you have so much value and there's so much worth in who you are and who God created you to be. Like you are meant to do more (laughs) than what you have set yourself up for. And so he got me plugged in with, um, another trio mentor through university of North Dakota and uh, I didn't want to leave Sheridan. I did not want to leave. Like it is so beautiful there. The people are fantastic there. I did not want to leave, that's all I knew. I wanted to go on for college, but didn't want to leave. And so I ended up getting my uh, bachelor's in social work online while I stayed in Sheridan. And there's just so many places where I just look back and I see like God had his hands over this. I was like, just living my life, kind of cruising through and, and God was really like pointing me in the right direction. Um, so thankful that it all worked out. I, uh, applied for a position through the Volunteers of America, wanted to work with youth, and I was like, guaranteed, like, you have this position, apply, we'll interview you, it's yours, like, we just have to go through the steps. I was like, okay, cool, showed up, did all that, never got a call back, like, well, never, not once, to this day. To still this bad,
0: day! Still <laughs> mad about I'm still still waiting for this call. I'm just
2: waiting for them to tell me that I didn't get the job, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. So that was kind of frustrating. But um, through that, it was really funny. I had met this guy who works for the BOA and didn't really know him super well, but he was close with all the pastors in town. And he reached out to me and he was like, hey, I heard you were looking for a job. And I was like, actually, like, not really. I I liked where I was working at the time. It was just the (laughs) opportunity was there. So I was going to take it. And he was a director of ministry through the VOA. And he was like, I have this position. I think it'd be really great for it. Like, you know, come interview for it. And so I actually ended up working on the ministry team at VOA, which was something I never pictured myself doing. Um, Got to help grow the ministry through that. And it was just a a blessing to be a part of something like that. And then doors just kept opening. Like, it was just incredible. I was doing my internship for school and um, I ended up getting placed at the group home there in an internship position. It was not an internship. Like I literally just got thrown into it with these troubled teenagers. <laughs> got a chair thrown at me one day. Like it oh, was, geez. it was really rough in the beginning. Um, but I got that. And then as soon as my internship was over, the person in the position who was running the group home actually was leaving the group home. And she goes, I'm only going to take this other position if I know you're going to take it. And I was like, Oh, Okay, well, I guess it's like all or nothing now. No pressure, Zach. Seriously. (laughs) So scary. I remember the day that it was like her last day. We had a going away party. I remember driving away, like, what did I just get myself into? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Did you just say, yeah, like, did
1: you take time to think about it? Or you just were like, I guess I'm being told to do it.
2: Yeah, I took time to think about it. And then um, my boss now like, pulled me into his office, and he was like, hey, like, I want to support you in school. Like, I want you to finish getting your degree. Like, I really want you to do this. And, and it was really cool because he, his best friend, led the youth ministry, the Child evangelism Fellowship that I went to as a kid. Like, he what? was the director of this camp when I was a kid. We him Bald Eagle. His name is Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that was his name was Bald Eagle. And... And they were best friends, like went to college together, best friends. And I was like, okay, God, I see you. Like, you're really just, you're telling me, you know, this guy, you trust this guy. I will be safe. Because it was scary to step into a position right. like that so young. And so I was That's like,
1: how old are you? Uh, I
2: okay. would have been 22, 21 or 22 at the time. Yeah. At no thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With teenagers, working with teenagers that are terrifying, honestly. Throw
1: chairs at then, any yeah.
2: age. Teenage. They're they're scary. (laughs) They're so scary. (laughs) But that's what I do for a living. So um yeah, so I really felt God was like giving me the okay to take that position and so I ended up there and um my time in Sheridan has on it's it's been really amazing. I do love it there so much, but it didn't start out that way. Like you moved to college and I was like, you're going to find your best friends in college and like, you're gonna have so much fun. I didn't like, I was not a social person in college. I kind of kept for myself. I had like a handful of friends, um, and I kind of started to develop. I had some friends from work and people that I was really close with, um, and I got into this relationship that really was not healthy for me or honoring to God, Um, we were together for two years and so through those two years, it really destroyed a lot of my friendships and a lot of the people that I had surrounding me. Um, it it was really tough and so I lost all of those friendships. And then I got to the point in time of, like, clearly this is not what I'm meant to be doing. Like, things really weren't looking good for me. And so I knew, I knew for a really long time that God was like, this isn't it for you. But it was hard to walk away from that. And
0: that can happen, like, in relationships. Like, I remember I had a relationship in high school and it was the same way. Like, at some point I knew. Yeah. Yeah that God didn't want me in this, but it's hard to pull away from those, right? Like the flesh, you're like, I want to stay in this. I really Mm -hmm. like this person. I want to stay in this relationship, but there comes to a point that, yeah, I mean, even in my relationship, I knew both in one that I knew that shouldn't happen and one that should Mm -hmm, with McKenna, my wife, like I knew right, it was right around six months, honestly, but I knew yes or no, but I would hold on to that one. I knew I was oh, supposed yeah. to break up. So it is a real problem. Yeah. Like it, it can be a real struggle. Yeah. Letting to...
1: go completely requires, okay, I trust that God knows mm-hmm. better than me mm-hmm. and Absolutely. that his ways are better than me. So if this isn't honoring to him, I have to trust that there's like, there's yeah. a reason he has a design and it's because yeah. it's so much better and it's so much healthier if like physically and spiritually mm-hmm. and all the things, yeah. but letting go of that.
2: Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And that's, that's where I found myself of, like, I know that this is not where I'm meant to be. I know that I need to let go, but it really was that trusting piece. And I think that's really where, like, in that season of my life, like, I really had to learn to rely on God. And mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever done that before. Like, it's always kind of been, like, everything that I've needed has been handed to me. Like, job opportunities, college, moving away, like, everything like that just was, it was not easy, but almost like flowed really well for sure. me. And so this was the first time where I was like, okay, like, ooh, guess I'm letting go of everything and I am trusting you. And so I really saw God show up through that and providing
1: for me. Um, it's so wild. Like I relate a hundred percent to what you just said yeah. and um, how suffering or hardships hurt so bad, but at the same time, you're like, I've mm-hmm. never been so connected. I've never been yeah. so near felt so near to the Lord and so over time you can say yeah that was worth it because but it takes so long to get there
2: oh yeah it does and that's like every time that I go through something hard now I can look back on that and be Mm -hmm. like okay I know that you're gonna show up in ways I never thought you would show up like I I can trust that now and that was a really cool experience for me yeah yeah
0: I I live those moments I hear those (laughs) moments and it's in those moments when I feel like you, when you read the Bible and look at the apostles' lives and their struggles, mm-hmm. you can connect with them so well, right? Like You're like, why would they do that? That doesn't even make sense. Why would they not trust Jesus? Mm-hmm. And then you go through something like that, and you're like, I understand why <laughs> they did that. I understand why they didn't trust Jesus. And yeah. that scripture that Paul says, it's no longer me who lives in me, but Christ comes so much more alive. Because in those moments, you have to say... Yeah, this is this is selfish. I know you have a way better plan for me, and I'm holding on to myself. Mm-hmm. I gotta let go, and like the song says, let God. Right? I gotta yeah. let go and just let God do His thing yeah. through my life. But it's hard,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you have to just yeah. you have to trust.
1: Yeah, reflect on His faithfulness in the past. That's something that I'm literally doing. Like I had to do today, to be honest. <laughs> but it's really cool because when God does show up, then like I try to write those down so that mm-hmm. when time comes reflecting back on God's faithfulness and then we have the promise that he will always be this faithful and he will always be this good so then yeah it gives us the strength that we need to keep doing it over and over again yeah and he shows up in ways
2: that we like never could imagine for ourselves like you can think like oh yeah it'd be really cool if this would happen and Mm -hmm. then God's like wait watch this like I'm gonna I'm going to blow your mind (laughs) and, and that's what happened in that season like I Stepped away from. I was going to uh real life church for a while, and I was like, I'm just not growing here. Like I'm not really finding myself here, and so it pushed me to step away from that into something that was terrifying. Like switching churches for me was really hard because that was the first time that I'd really found a church on my own. Because it was like real life, like that was natural. Like of course I was gonna go there. I love those people, and they're like family to me. But uh, I just really felt like I needed kind of to switch things up, and so I started going to a different church and through that like it's just incredible. Um, there's a small group that I started going to there and that's really just like ultimately where my heart has been lately is I started going about two years ago to this small group and it's young adult small group but they're getting kind of old. <laughs> like, it's not really young adults anymore. I mean there are but um, they're just going with the group is all. <laughs> so I, I started there and just the amount of community that i never would have imagined and that's really where my heart is right now is like how do we show up and do this for people who aren't believers because every time that i talk to somebody my age it's like well like yeah you go to the bars and like that's where you hang out with people or like what do you do for fun if you're not out drinking or partying or stuff like that and so um i've just seen god show up so incredibly in this group there's on average, like, 20 people that show up to this group. So it's not a small group either, but that's what we call it. Um, (laughs) But there's 20 people each week who show up. And and it's been so cool to see over these past years, like, people come in maybe for a season of their life. They're like, hey, I'm home for the summer from college. And they just show up. And then, you know, when time comes, they go. And so it's been really cool to see people come and go from the group and just really grow and being able to, like, send people out and pray over them as we send them out onto the next season of their life has been just such a blessing but that's really where I feel called is like how do we do this for other people who aren't believers like how do we show them the love of Jesus number one like how do we let them know that that exists and it is real but how do we also show them like you don't have to choose the life of sin that you're choosing like that's that might seem fun and and good right now but it can be so much better than that Mm -hmm. and how do we help them see that um so it's just been really cool. It's just a, a, such a blessing for myself. Like, I feel so filled when I leave that place. I can shop. I could have had the worst day of my life. I show up, and by the end of it, I'm like, God is good. Like, it's okay. God is good. Um, the group just really encourages each other and, like, helps each other grow. We're there through every season of life. Not long after I started, um, one of the really strong individuals who had helped start the group passed away tragically. And... Mm-hmm. And we grieved as a community, and that was something that I'd never experienced before. Like, just fully together, wrapped your arms around each other, grieving, and then celebrating marriages and, and new kids being born and everything like that. And just how, how God created the church to be, really, is what I would say that it is. Like, you're just there in each other's lives, encouraging each other, um, studying the word together, like everything, just truly living life together. And I, I don't know. I, I, that's really hard to find, I think. I never thought that I would find mm-hmm. something like this.
0: I think that was kind of kind of interesting to see um, how God might pull you from something that's good to help start or grow a ministry elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I even think in this whole situation, like, Ryan, he was in Spearfish with North Point. And it was good, mm-hmm. but then God called him to Sheridan, which is good. But yeah. it he pulled him from something good, and you went to real life. But he called you somewhere else, mm-hmm. leaving something once again that's good. Yeah. But he called you elsewhere to do and grow another ministry. Yeah. And that's that's an interesting and good point because sometimes God will come call us from. The comfort of our own home almost, you know, mm-hmm. he'll call us from where we're comfortable to go do something and it might not be comfortable, mm-hmm. but we we have to trust him. Yeah. But it, yeah. it just because you're doing good doesn't mean you won't be called elsewhere. Yeah. God just, he has, he can see the big plan. Yeah. He can know what needs to happen. Yeah. We just got to trust him.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And that can be hard though, because you can be like, well, what I'm doing is honoring God and Mm -hmm. what I'm doing is faithful. You know, you feel like you're showing up and you're serving people and you're loving people, but yeah, what God has for us is just so much better than what we can picture ourselves. Even if it is something good that we have to leave behind for it. The
1: verse in John that talks about how God came to give us life and life abundant is what is Mm. coming to mind right now. Because there's a difference between this is good and this is abundant life. And you're not going to find that anywhere else um, except for in Jesus and then stepping into what he calls you to do even when you don't get it or understand.
0: Well, a lot of times the good life of Jesus does not involve all the time being comfortable. And yeah. I, I, love, I like the point because you were comfortable in real yeah, life. Right. And there's yeah. no, it's great. Yeah. They're doing great things. Love Ryan in real life. But he called you out of your comfort mm-hmm. of that yeah. to push you and grow this other yeah. ministry that you guys are there doing another church for each other and growing yeah. each other.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: What I, what I think was interesting listening about your story, and I wanted to hit on it, is all three of us, to some degree, grew up in the church. Mm. And we all get to that point. Like, if you, if you grew up in the church, you come to a point where there's some times in your life where you just went to church because you went to church. That was a habit, right? But there comes some point that you have to step out on your own and push your own faith. Whether that's, you know, 10 year ten years old or 25, 30 years old, there just comes a point that you've got to push yourself to have this faith. You've got to get out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and, and just trust in Jesus no matter what that is. And every step's going to be different. But the reality is, is yeah, when you grow up in the in a Christian home. It's awesome, it's good, but the one thing that each person still has to do is you have to you have to make that faith your own.
1: And you I can't just to grab that.
0: that faith and take it on. You have to make it mm-hmm. your own.
1: Add to it, yeah, like I feel like the biggest thing for me was I always was like, yeah, this faith is my own. Like I believe it's true. Nobody's like brainwashing me. I stand by this, but intentionality mm-hmm. with I believe this is true. Okay, I want to be intentional when I go to church, not just go to church. I want to be intentional when I read my Bible, not just read my Bible. It's like, yeah, this is my faith, so I'm going to read my Bible. But just intentionality changed yeah. all of it. I think the, the
2: biggest difference for me is that the church that I grew up in Minot was a uh, very, like, law-abiding church. Like, this is the law, and that's that's where you're supposed to follow all of the things, be obedient. But it was never having a relationship with Jesus. That's not something I grew up hearing about and knowing about like I was like yeah you just do the things like you just show up and you read your bible like that's what you do um and then you know I learned through different seasons that it's so much more than that like that's not having faith yes you believe but having a relationship with Jesus is so much more than just believing in Jesus and so that was really where I feel like I had to find that and feel that change of that's when it became
1: my own and And that was the relationship yeah that relationship leads to obedience that we want to do I always was like okay I have to do this obedience so yeah like we do if we're going to be followers of Jesus we have to obey but the relationship changed the motives of it because then we want to obey
0: yeah and it's cool like you mentioned when you look back on your life you now see that God was moving in ways you had no idea about yeah I mean even from what you just said Minot Church to North Point which is We say all the time, like (laughs) it's all about a relationship. It's not about religion. And then you go to real life and it's Mm. the same thing being hammered. And every step of the way, we even hit on that in our own lives. Like you just, you're growing up as a Christian, you go through the motions, you know, you love Jesus. There's not a doubt about that, but it comes to a point you look back and you're like, he was there all the time, guiding me in the direction to where I'm supposed to be right now. Yeah. Like it's mind boggling. It's really cool to be able to get to a point in your life where you can look back and be like, God has blessed me and shown me and guided me the whole way here. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we wanted to ask you, how have you tasted God right now? How yeah. have you seen God recently in your life? How, how What are you praising God for?
2: Yeah, um, this summer has actually been incredibly challenging and difficult for me. Um, so like I said, I run a youth facility. I work with teenagers and we experienced a tragic loss in our facility this summer and, uh, something that I never thought that I was strong enough to go through and I still show up every day for those kids. So that's really where I've seen God is like just his comfort and his arms have been around me. And even like the week leading up to that, I had no idea what was coming my way, but I just really felt God like saying like, I have you right where you're supposed to be. I'm protecting you. Like I, I know what's going to come and I have you. Um, and so that has been really really cool to just experience that in a different way and then just like every step of the way nothing should have turned out the way that it did like it it should have been much worse um on on our end of things and uh the investigation, like God had his hand over that. And, you know, my employees who were working, God has had his hand over them and like has given them time to heal and time to grieve. And he just continued to provide in every single step along the way. Like nothing, nothing should have turned out the way that it did, but God showed up Mm -hmm. and God had his hand over every single piece of it, every detail. So yeah, that's been... That's been my summer, but it's been really cool just to see God provide. Like, he, he is enough. I think that I need that reminder all the time. Jehovah Jireh. Yeah.
1: He is enough. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you for coming on, yeah. Zoe. I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, we wanted to also close with some exciting information. We decided to start releasing podcasts the first Monday of every month and the third Monday of every month. Um, and so we're excited to see, um, this growth and we're excited to keep doing it. Cause again, I just think this is so fun. Um, so I know that we said we're starting off with once a month, but, um, the Lord already said that we can go ahead and do it some more. So be watching out for podcast the first Monday and the third Monday of every month. Got anything else, Tristan? That's it. <laughs> All right. Deuces. <laughs>